Welcome back once more. Last segment of this evening's edition of Talking Point. I mentioned earlier this evening when I gave you an introduction on what's going to be discussed. Remember I said the House of Ummah. Now tonight we'll be speaking about the Muslim Development Plan. In fact, it entails or the Imam Development, the Masjid and Islamic Center Development and Business Development. All ingredients in the development of viable Muslim communities. I have Ismail Umar online, coordinator of the House of Ummah. Ismail, assalamu alaikum to you. Shukran very much for your time there. The House of Ummah, what is the House of Ummah? Quickly, House of Ummah <laughs> is not an organization, it's an association of volunteer workers that are concerned with the state of the Ummah and have been working over the last three years in trying to get our house in order, if I may put it that way. Okay. Uh, th- that's what it all is, within a nutshell. Yeah, we uh, call ourselves Catalysts for Change. Mm. We try to coordinate activities so that uh, all, all, all the rowers in the boat go in the same direction instead of all pulling in different directions. Okay, and also just um, revamping us again. Now, what type of Muslim... <laughs> Not revamping, rather redirecting. Yeah, and no, I'm saying revamping. <laughs> you know? yeah. Getting us uh, to be more conscious of our deen. Uh, now, what type of Muslim development do you um, coordinate? Well, we've been doing a lot of activities. This started three years ago. I wrote a piece called The Morvi and the Moron, where I highlighted some of the uh, things that go on in the Umar that actually bring us to shame, even in this country. And I said it's time we, we grew up and we started addressing our problems in a mature fashion, in a coordinated way. As a result, some individuals who saw that on the internet, that the articles went viral, asked me to look at the Ummah and do a sort of analysis. So to do that, I I went around the country and for 10 months I interviewed, interacted with people across the country. I had made several trips to the Cape at that time as well and uh, to help them to uh, the other parts of the country. And I wrote a book called The House of Ummah in Quest of Leadership. Uh, subsequently, a year later, we got involved in, in some of the issues, and one of the major issues that was of tremendous uh, discomfort uh, to me was the marginalization uh, processes that were in place. You know, I mean, our African sector was totally isolated, alienated, they felt on the fringe of, society, of Muslim society. So we began to address these problems. I started holding uh, meetings, public meetings, on, on, on the question of whether race was a factor with, uh, within the Muslims in this country. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, uh, there were times it brought things to a boil. But at the end of, of it all, I wrote a second book addressing these issues. And today we are in a situation where we managed to get a lot of people who previously were not even interested in sitting with us, if I may say as Indians and as Malays, they were not even prepared to sit with us, uh, they were prepared to go it alone, uh, carve their own trajectory for virtually a separate Ummah. Today we sit together and we, we work together, 
and we are beginning to formulate a new direction. And this is what brings you to the Muslim Development Plan. Together we are working on how to address the problems of our ummah. Alhamdulillah, I mentioned there, when we look at the development, the imam development, the masjid, uh, Islamic center development and business development, and, and, and you know, and um, if, it, if it all comes together, we all pull in one way, um, then the ummah, the wider ummah benefits from it. Uh, are you, do you have offices in Cape Town? In fact, where are you situated, uh, Ishmael? I work from my office. I'm a businessman, actually. Okay. I was an attorney. I was a politician, but uh, I'm devoted to business. So I work from my office. I told you we are voluntary. We don't we don't raise funds. We don't handle mm. funds. We don't have office business. We don't have a chairman. We don't have a secretary. We're all oh. volunteers. Okay. And, and do you have local... I may, yes, sorry. certainly. Go on. If I may give you an idea of the kind of approach we take, you'll understand. You see, take us and some components of the Malay community that come from, you know, Muslim communities. They don't have a problem. We take Islam for granted. We send our, we send our children to Muslim schools or we send our children to madrasas. And, you know, they, they, they live around the mosques and also. Mm. To us, Islam is taken for granted. But put yourself in the township. You, you are probably one in a family, uh, family of ten and the other nine may be non-Muslim. They may be Christians. So, and then you are isolated, you may be the only Muslim in, in, in the block or in, in, in the suburb. How do you, how do you, how do you remain, you, you find a, 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 a Muslim wife, you marry her, you're going to raise your children. You know, this, this creates enormous problems. There's a guy called Tayyip Sikoto, he's a lecturer at, uh, at uh, university here. I mean, they were so frustrated when I first interacted with him. And he, he gave me dua, he said, look, Ismail, I support you in what you do. But count me out. And I said, why? He said, look, 30 years of having worked with you guys, where has it brought me? He said, we've come to the conclusion that black men, you are your own. So I said, but that's Steve Biko. He said, you're right. And that was the recipe for a separate trajectory of the Ummah, and that's one of the things I've been fighting against. So, to address these kind of problems, he tells me, Ismail, look, you, you are okay, you, you raise your children as Muslims. I live in a non, non-Muslim uh, suburb. I, I, my children are all the time with non-Muslims. I have no guarantee that they will remain Muslims for the rest of their lives. So, for the first time, it struck me of the difficulties they have. So, what we decided to do is to focus on developing Muslim communities in, in these areas. Now, how do you develop a Muslim community? We've, we've, we've got rooms in this country, over 40 of them, you know that. Pray, Ismail. Uh, hello. Yeah. I, I've just been told I've got to take a very, very short break because uh, I think we want to listen very carefully to what you next have to say. Um, with me online is Ismail Umar, coordinator of the House of the Ummah. Back with you after this.
Welcome back once more. Still online with me is uh, Brother Ishmael Umar, the coordinator of the House of the Ummah. Ishmael, if you want to just pick up where you left off there, you were saying? Okay, coming back to what uh, what I spoke about communities, the problem is not endemic just in the black townships. I mean, I was in Cape Town and I spoke to uh, our Molana Hendrickson. It's a similar type of problem uh, confront a lot of the communities in the Cape, like which I explained. And here in Durban, we've got similar types of problems in, Chats- in the Chatsworth and the Phoenixes. So we've got to address this nationwide, and we've got to address it as an Ummah. So where do we start? I was telling you, we've got over 40, uh, 40 million. We spend uh, over half a billion rand on these balloons. The graduates that come out of these villains, what do they do? You know, they go, a lot of them go back into the townships and they can't find jobs. And so they, they become, instead of the face of Islam in, the, in, in, in these areas, they become the face of poverty. They become the laughing stock of others. So what we want to do is we want to restore the dignity and status of these imams in the townships, in these, in these areas, and uh, empower them. Uh, uh, there's various ways of doing that. I mean, we, we, we give enormous amounts in hamper charity, but we give it directly. Let us do it through these imams. So the project around which to develop the community is the imam and his uh, local council. Around the imam, then he needs a hub. He needs an Islamic center with a musalla, to, uh, uh, a gathering place for the Muslims to meet and to foster uh, the growth of Islam in his area, in which you can do da'wah also. So the next thing you've got to do is develop an infrastructure. Once you've got the infrastructure, once you've got a little mosque and a, uh, and a library and a madrasa, how, how are they going to sustain themselves? Oh, yes. So you've got to create a business type of uh, class among themselves. Otherwise, at the moment, the poorer areas get supported by the wealthier suburbs. And they say that the zakat payer will remain permanently the zakat payer, and the zakat receiver will re- remain permanently the zakat receiver. And this is one of the bones of contention. So we're looking at ways of empowering these communities themselves to sustain themselves. So to do this, we have to create processes that were firstly legitimate. At the moment, a lot of our institutions are doing excellent work, but they don't enjoy legitimacy because they are not all inclusive processes. So we, through the stakeholder meetings, we have now got a lot of people who never, who at one stage didn't even want to talk to us. We sit around the same table and we hammer out solutions. So over the, over the last uh, six to 12 months, we've developed a plan on how to develop these communities and how to develop the Ummah as a whole. So the first one is the Imam Development Project, which is uh, run by uh, Sheikh Bilal here. And mind you, there are quite a few Imams. I think the majority actually come from the Cape. In terms of the Imam Development Project, we take existing Imams that are employed but are underpaid. So they get a package of 2,000 rands a month immediately as a top-up to their salary. They get a laptop, they get a smartphone. Uh, you know, uh, monthly they get some benefit. Then they get... Uh, 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 lectures on how to update themselves with current development. They get Bukharis and all these things. So that's the kind of support we give to the imams and we give them leadership training. Then moving away, uh, next to the imam, we need, we need to, to give, give 
a hub, an Islamic center. So what we've done is we've launched the Masjid and Islamic Center project. Uh, basically, at the moment, it's it's run by people in Durban. We've got architects, project managers, engineers. All these guys have teamed up. And now anywhere in the country, if, if a, a, a community wants these institutions, they must uh, forward their applications here. Our chaps will do the investigation, and if all things being equal, we'll see that that, com- that community gets its infrastructure. And, and we will arrange the finance and everything, inshallah. inshallah. Once, once we've done that, how are we going to sustain those communities? So we've got the business people involved. And so we, we started a project called the Business Development Project. And we want <coughs> these business people at the moment are actively engaging. In fact, last week, uh, which the head of the uh, business development project was taken on a guided tour of uh, Soweto. So we're looking at opportunities. And it's from the small, uh, uh, you know, card seller to the medium-sized business to, to the actual partnerships with our existing businesses and, 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 and our black Muslims. Or, or our disadvantaged Muslims, if I may put it that, mm. that way. But, uh, this was launched at our meeting on the 22nd of August, and we had representatives from the Cape also, from the Goland. And uh, I think they were very excited with the developments that were taking place. So in a nutshell, that, that is what we are up to. Well, certainly, um, Brother Ishmael, um, often having gone to Masjid al-Bilal in Kayalicha here in Cape Town, um, you, you meet the nicest people there. I mean, on a Sunday for me to see women uh, sitting in a madrasa on a Sunday, and even the children there attending the madrasa, but they seem to be uh, isolated on their own. Um, so uh, I think uh, I'm certain there are now people saying, well, what is? how can people find those listening to us now? How do they find out more about the House of Uma? Are there websites? There's a website called houseofumma.mifora.com. But we've also got people like uh, like uh, Sheikh Kamani in Google. Oh, yes, yeah. He's, he's very much a very active member. We've actually got a chat room. Unfortunately, at the moment, we can't even take on more people. So many people want to get involved. I, I, uh, brother, I just mentioned a few of the things. We're also involved in a lot of other things. In the last two weeks, we were... We were involved in, in the case of Idris Nabasu, who was one of our black brothers who died in Johannesburg. And there was a, a wrangle over whether he was Muslim or not. And mm-hmm. after that, there was a wrangle between the Christian okay. component and mm-hmm. the Muslim component of his brother, family. Brother Ishmael? So we helped the widow bring a, bring a court application. Mm-hmm. We got an order, and yesterday we buried him and gave him a Muslim brother. It was done in such a way that after the court order, we, we made friends with the Christian family, and we told them, listen, this is not our mm-hmm. burial. Uh, uh, leaving us Muslim. This is okay. our burial, leaving us we as a family of the of the of the deceased. Brother- you come and you join us. Okay. And, and his, his brother, who is Christian, went into the grave to lower his body. Okay, brother Ishma, and, I've and got so it. He felt very much part of the process, and 
Mm. Brother Ismail, I've got to stop now. I've got to leave okay. it now. And uh, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. Again, that website is www.houseofuma, one word, lefora, L-E-F-O-R-A, dot com. That's it. I've got okay. it like that, dot com. Brother Ismail, once more, shukran for your time. And I say to you, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you for giving me the time to explain the right to Zakir Lapsalamu alaikum.